welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. I'm Emma. I'm Grace. And today we're talking about the 1977 film directed by, um, I looked this up, it was on, oh no, okay, it was <laughs> on, Anzej Vod, Vodzda. Anzej Vodzda. I think that's that's right, yeah. Uh, it was a, Pol- a Polish director. Yeah, we, I you should have talked to me about that beforehand. <laughs> about the anyway, Vajda. I got it. I you got, got it. it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, his movie Man of Marvel. Yeah, it's a movie about making movies. Yeah, which I was not expecting. Right. Well, because it's kind of. I mean, I guess we could just. What is this movie? Yeah. So it's this movie. It's about and again, our season. Our season is about work and labor, and it's like shows up twice, double fold in this movie because it's about. Um, a young woman, Agnieszka, um, who is, like, finishing film school. Mm-hmm. And so she wants to make a documentary about this man named Birkut, um, who was a bricklayer in the 1950s. Um, fictional, but, you know, based on these, like, real people um, who would f- perform these amazing, like, feats of productivity during their shifts um and so she's trying to find him um she like can't locate him but talks to all these different people um from his life um and interviews them and we see as they tell the story about beer it's like flashbacks um Mm -hmm. to that time um and she ends up having a really difficult time making this movie um because well there's all kinds of institutional <laughs> pressures from like the film school uh-huh. she's in and also like the people who she she's finding it very difficult to like secure interviews with the people she wants to talk to mm-hmm. or even when she does it's in extenuating circumstances like she meets one guy in a strip club <laughs> yes. and is like hiding the camera way out in the back and like trying to <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and it's this like um and then eventually yeah that footage gets taken away from her and stuff um, yeah so it's like she's running into this sort of like the institutions that exist do not want to tell this story. They don't want the mm-hmm. story to get out, right? Yeah. Um, in an active, in an active way. Mm-hmm. And the the end of the movie, I'll say, is she finally is able to find his son. Yeah. Um, and he tells her that Birkut um died is dead. Um, but she is able to bring him in in like the final final shot as they're like walking into the school together. Yeah. Um. And yeah, this Q is... sequel, right. <laughs> which yes. we will, we'll, which we'll watch. Yes, uh, Man of Iron, which will be like in a. In... Yeah, I think that sums up the movie. I don't mm-hmm. think I have. Uh, we'll kind of get into the the gritty details because she talks to his his ex wife, mm-hmm. and um, kind of this old like this guy, this like spy, this like secret police guy. Yes, who is like observing him. Mm-hmm. Talks to like an old coworker and friend. Um, well, actually, I guess we should we should specify like the reason why part of the reason why people don't want to talk about him mm-hmm. um, is that basically at, at one of the incidents at one of the times they're 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 showing this productivity mm-hmm. thing to a bunch of people right in this yeah. village and someone um, gives him a hot brick which like burns his hands horribly yes right and there kind of becomes this thing where it's like oh is it that his coworker and friend mm-hmm. whose name I don't remember um, Vitek Vitek that's right yeah. Or was it, um, and this is Berkwood we're talking about, to be clear, the, mm-hmm. the bricklayer, right? Or was it, like, some sort of spy or, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then um, Vitek mm-hmm. gets imprisoned kind of ambiguously, and he's like, we need to we need to get the information about this out there. We need to, you know, know what's happening to, the, to my friend. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't believe that he did this. What's going on? And so, you know. 
Yep, there's eventually. a whole show trial. He throws a brick through the yeah. party office window. Yeah. All kinds of. All right, and then he, I mean, then he says we both knew about the brick, right? Mm, right, Which yeah. is kind of like, is that a lie? Or he's trying to cover for his friend, and the movie doesn't really, like, explicitly, mm-hmm. like, lay out what, what happened there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically the movie. And it's sort of about, I mean, I think it's, it's really interesting because, so the first time we meet Bearquit is like in the context of this propaganda film. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'll set this broad thematic thing and then we'll get to like, okay, <laughs> set us up. First. So, um, you know, because the first one is this propaganda film where it's like talking about him and his life and his wife and like, they got this great house and he, you know, got this big poster and, and stuff. It's like this kind of heroic, like you know, foot reel before you'd see a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole movie is sort of about how that process of being propagandized, right, of being turned into this symbol of, like, Polish um, industry and, like, communist industry is dehumanizing to him, right? And he mm-hmm. sort of becomes this, like, figure who is, like, made of paper, essentially, right? He's able to be torn down. The Man of Marvel comes both from, like, this symbolization of him, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's literally a statue of him. Um, that takes part in the early parts of the movie and also this ability to be taken down. But also it has this, like, extraordinary optimism Mm -hmm. about, like, the documentary as a product to create truth. Yes. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we will get into this, but that's sort of the broad. So, Emma, yeah, tell me me about what you liked about this movie. Um, I I love um, Agnieszka, the film director. She is so amazing. Um, as of um, and we I'm get pretty sure Emma said uh, I'm gay multiple times <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> it it was very apparent um, just watching her, but um, she's you know we'll get more into her character, um, but she's just like really brash and like go getter and stuff. And so we've seen like the whole movie that she's kind of like hounding her like advisor or teacher whoever, um, who's like kind of pushing back. And at one part in the movie, this is my, like, she, like, quietly walks up to his office and, like, kind of listens in the door to, like, see if he's there and then almost knocks on the door, but then, like, thinks about it and then just, like, opens it (laughs) on her own and barges in and, like, starts, you know, yelling at him. Um, And it's very good. I just, like, love, I love, like, how like she's so much of a character and like this big like kind of crazy persona and stuff but Um, like also that little moment just like showed yeah we also get that scene with her dad late in the movie yes where she's like kind of despairing about am i gonna be able to get this movie done i can't find his son like i don't know what i'm supposed to do and her dad's like you'll if it's good you'll you'll do it Mm -hmm. right and it's this very sort of warm reassurance and i think it's something that like the she doesn't get as much depth as bearcoot does just by virtue of like She's not really, in a certain sense, she's not the subject of the movie, right? She's yeah. this channel through which the subject of the movie is being conveyed. But there's all these little touches, like you're talking about, that give this sense of, like, oh, she's a person, like, beyond this sort of, like, intrepid journalist person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what was what was your yike? Um, my yike? I don't know. So you talked about um, the accident that happens to Birkut, where he yeah. burns his hands on the, on the hot brick. And... I thought, like, the performances in this movie were really good, yeah. like, especially Birkut, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, like, that scene where, like, it actually happens, like, 
it just feels kind of like flat. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like like all of those actors were showing like so much like more emotion um and like interacting with each other so well in other parts of the movie i feel like this crucial moment it just kind of happens and well, i mean yeah i have thoughts about <laughs> i know i'm I, i'm sure you say well like you know that's how life is <laughs> <You know>? and, <laughs> that's not that wasn't where i was gonna go but uh like yeah i'm not saying i want it to be melodramatic um but <laughs> I, I did feel, I was like, you know, yeah, it just felt really flat to me compared to, like, how much I liked other parts of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that part of it is that that, that moment becomes a hinge mm-hmm. on which so much of the movie operates, mm-hmm. right? That, like, so much of the, like, plot of the movie drives itself out from that moment, mm-hmm. right? And sort of these questions of, like... Um, which I think we'll get into later also about like, hey, what is the state actually doing for these people? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, anyway, I am not qualified to talk about, you know, communism, but like, this is like an interesting example of the movie sort of both embracing and pushing against it, I think. Um, but I think sort of that, but it, the moment when it happens is very matter of fact, right? And there's mm-hmm. sort of an almost like, this is the kind of thing that could happen to anyone, mm-hmm. right? But because it happens in the specific way, it becomes a big deal. Yeah. right it sort of it, it becomes this mythic event outside of its original context where it's like small but i think i agree that you don't you feel like very distant from what's going on mm-hmm. even as bearcourt's like crying out in pain and like you know you, you don't really get a good look at it but his hands are bleeding mm-hmm. right um there is this distance there which I, you could argue is intentional but does sort of emotionally like pull you back from what is going on yeah yeah that's how i felt <laughs> yeah all right grace what was your yike so i mean Maybe we should talk about this more. Um, so there's a beat where she she goes to talk to his ex-wife, who is also a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And she's also kind of this figure who is, like, someone who was really, really cool and, and, you know, awesome back in the day. And she's, like, you know, a significant part of this propaganda video as well. Um, and now she's kind of this old, like, rich or, like, like mm-hmm. just kind of co- living comfortably, right? Um, and she's off... Uh, you know, work in this restaurant, I guess. Because um, I think it is the owner of the restaurant that she's living with, right? I was not sure. Yeah, so, okay, it's, let me... Let, yeah. <laughs> let me set this up. So, Bear Creek goes... He gets sent to jail for a period, right? Because mm-hmm. of the stuff that happened. We throw in the brick in the window of the, like, labor office and mm-hmm. all this stuff, right? And when he comes back, he's trying to find his wife. And she he goes to this restaurant. And she's basically like, I don't want to see you here. Um, the restaurant owner is like, hey, well, you know, you can work with her if you want it. We'll give you money. But she kind of rejects him, basically. And so he leaves, right? Um, is there anything that I'm missing there? No, I don't I think, think so. It's a long scene, but I don't think there's, like, any anything else in terms of plot stuff. Anyway, yeah. so, so she, when the film crew shows up, she thinks that they're going to talk to her about her, like, gymnast career, mm-hmm. right? And when they bring up Bear Coot, she gets really upset and tries to go in the other room and is like, you know, starts drinking a lot, mm-hmm. right? And they kind of get her to talk about it, right? And are a little sneaky. Yeah. Um, but also, like, um, the lady director, whose name I've... Agnieszka. <laughs> Agnieszka is upset when she sees the film crew, like, filming her as she walks out, like, weeping, right? Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? Um Anyway, and then her husband gets home, or the the restaurant owner. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, because then I thought it was like her dad. I don't know. Yeah, so the this male authority figure, um, comes in and is basically like, "Oh, you've been drinking again," and like, 
um, starts to beat her, right? Mm-hmm. And we, it's off camera. You don't really see it, right? Yeah. But then Agnieszka comes back and says, like, I'm trying to remember because it sees this and then is like, hey, where's Berkut's son, <laughs> I think? Is that <laughs> is that what she asks her? Maybe. Oh, it's been a while since we watched the movie. It's been, like, a week. Yeah. Um, so... And that just really, it fe- it's such a weird moment to me. I mm-hmm. think what this is supposed to be um, is that, like, oh, Bearcoot was such a good guy, and she really screwed up staying with this bloke. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think, if, anyway, my interpretation was this restaurant owner who, like, becomes, like, life partner or mm-hmm. something, right? Um, and that's just a beat that, like, doesn't... I mean, I think even that framing of it is like, oh, it's her fault that she's getting beat or like she should have chosen the better guy. It's like mm-hmm. gross just on its face. But I just don't know like what else the movie would be doing with it. Yeah. And especially like, and I, I mean, I guess you could argue it's a moment where it's lampshading the limits of like documentary film to like materially change people's lives. Right. Or to like bring out the truth. Right. Because this woman mm-hmm. is like in a bad situation and the film crew is like completely unable to like do anything about it but it just moves by so quickly i just don't know how to read it yeah me neither um again i like definitely was not reading it as like a partner thing you know i was like i I don't know i was like it's her dad (laughs) or like you know like a family member in that way um and stuff and so like it did read a little different to me but also it was like what what's happening like what does this mean? Yeah. You know, so I do agree with that. Right. And I think, I mean, I think it's, it's also like, I mean, we've talked about like Spivak on a Rogue One episode many, many eons ago and about like sort of the, um, the voiceless person, right. Who's yeah. unable to, and this is a movie that's explicitly sort of about like, um, this figure, right. Who is like voiceless and is, but he is able to be in voiced, right. Given a voice by this film. Yeah. In a way that like his ex-wife is not able to be yeah. right. And they met, is pointed in some ways, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like something the movie is, like, doing, right? Especially yeah. since so much of it is so... Feels, at least to me, optimistic. I would be very happy to hear alternate takes on this. Um, <laughs> but that's... Uh, yeah, and anyway, my like... Um, so, we talked about her arguing with her, like, film professor, her, like, mentor. Mm-hmm. Right? She's, like, doing a master's thesis or something like that, yeah. basically, right? She's, like, making her film, her, like, final student film. Um, and there's a couple shots when she's with her um mentor where basically it's this like long shot down a hallway and it's sort of i think approaching the camera mm-hmm. right and we're watching them talk to each other and it, it, the thing is um the long shot almost feels like this like this reinforcement of this like unbreakable institution right that's mm-hmm. like unable to be fractured and it's just this long take right where we're just seeing this person, like, get rebuffed and, like, get... And then, you know, of course, she, like, strikes out against it. But it's sort of after that, um, after a cut happens, right? Like, once the long shot breaks and there's a cut, mm-hmm. then we sort of get this period where she's like, oh, I'm going out, I'm doing my thing, I'm still, like, fighting for my film. Yeah. Right? I mean, it feels like almost this metaphor of institutional power. Mm-hmm. And there's one more shot that's like this, right? Um, and at the end of the movie, you get almost the exact same shot when she's walking through with Berkowitz's son. Mm-hmm. And it's like this reversal of that power, this like usage yeah. of that conduit towards something else, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like those two shots, it's like the whole movie. Yeah. Well, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just think it, it's really elegant and poetic. And like, it's a movie that's really long and I don't think it's bad for it, right? Mm-hmm. But it is... Um, you know, it, it's it's cool to see, like, oh, yeah, here's just, this is what the movie is. It's right here, mm-hmm. very poetically expressed through, like, 
very simple cinematic gestures at the beginning of the movie. I think it's just really neat. Yeah, if I remember correctly, like, the, the first time it happens at the beginning is, like, the camera's, like, far away. Yeah. And, like, pretty static. But then at the end, it's, like, the camera's, like, right in front of them and, like, yeah, moves it's, like, with moving them. Yeah, with them, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is, like, it's, like, you're seeing the same thing, right? But it's, you know, it's uh, got a whole different spin. And like you said, it's, like, the reversal of power in them. Yeah. Yeah, it's really so neat. It's neat. Yeah, um, this is a neat movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, it's, it's also just like there's a lot going on in it, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there something you want to expand on the movie being neat? I don't know. Like, I just, I had no idea what to expect. Um, you know, this came um, from Cole. Shout outs, um, recommendation. Yes, Cole, my co-host on Idle Talk, our other podcast. Yes. For my other podcast, I guess. Um, and so, so I, had, I had no idea what to expect. Um and so, like, just <laughs> when the movie starts and we just see this lady in, like, an all-denim outfit. Like, <laughs> like this huge scarf, Yeah, right? just, like, walking and, like, trying to, like, yell at this man. And there's, like, a like a, like a a funk beat <laughs> underneath. Oh, yeah, the music in this is dope. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was just like, Ugh. what is happening? This is amazing. Like, I was so unexpected. Um, and I just, I, that's what I love, um with like branching out to movies like outside of you know a comfort zone or whatever and just seeing things that are like super cool yeah (laughs) and like you know not not that there's anything wrong with like movies being weird or whatever but it was like oh this is a movie about you know like a woman trying to direct a film like you know right well i think i think the and especially i think we were primed through stuff like um Hagrid is my valley yeah. where it's like very much the, and it's like the this like classical hollywood like idealization of this group of people mm-hmm. right um and anyway that's like uh like all well and good but i think that's what that's sort of what i expected going into this movie was a movie about this noble man mm-hmm. who is like you know this tremendous like maybe brought down by the system or whatever but it's very like almost like rocky or something right that yeah. it's like <laughs> and this is that's not a knock against rocky i'm just saying that like it's, you know, there, there's an archetype that I was expecting in it. This movie, like, is actively in conversation with, but is fighting against in some key ways, right? And it's just mm-hmm. unexpected in the in the way that, the how thoughtful it is about its meta stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, obviously a movie about making movies, but it's really critical of sort of, like, the filmmaking apparatus itself. And you're always sort of aware of the camera, of how it's positioned. And there's, you know, these, these sequences where you're, like, you're watching her shoot film and then you see the film she is shooting, right? Yeah. And there's like this sensation of like moving through multiple layers and you get the sense of like, yeah, how much this stuff is mediated, mm-hmm. what is able to be connected and covered, right? Um, and I think it's like, there's a way in which stuff like this can just feel deeply, deeply self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying this movie is not, like it's almost three hours long, <laughs> right? Like it's, but I do think it's, it's really thoughtful about it, right? And I think... Um, I think, I think this is, like, an unfair criticism of La La Land in some ways. Because um, I think that movie's not really about Hollywood, actually. But, like, I think it pushes away from a lot of movies that are like that or, like, culturally seen like that. Where it's like, oh, this is a movie about how cool and good Hollywood is. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, The Artist, for example, maybe. I haven't seen that movie. Um, yeah. But... I have. <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah, so maybe you can, you know. But um, it just doesn't do that, yeah. right? It's not like, it's so much more workmanlike in how it's depicting these things and showing yeah. their effect, right? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it. it's all, like, wrapped together about, like, 
labor and power is you know that goes into making movies um i love there's like this woman who's an editor um oh yeah she's so great she's so good um and we like mostly only see her um there's like a projection room that agnieszka goes to a couple times to like watch old archival footage Mm -hmm. um this woman is always helping her with that um and like the first time we meet her um she says something about oh I can't I can't even remember maybe you remember better but she talks about like oh she doesn't need to think when she works because she's just an editor right, right. she's just like finding the seam I don't remember exactly what she says right? yeah but it's like about just like collecting different pieces and making sure that they like fit together and you know it's like somebody else's vision of like what it's supposed to communicate right um, but then like at the end of the movie um, <laughs> when some of like the the people from the school are kind of like getting being hard on the film and like asking her questions about it she's like oh i need i need you to be quiet because i have to think you know in order to edit like so you know somebody somebody here has to do some actual work um (laughs) and stuff and so yeah it was just like a nice um example of like these different jobs like there's so so many people go into making movies um right like you know you can't just make it like one person alone basically right. um and stuff and so seeing like the way that all that work is framed which i mean is what the movie's about right? yeah like you can give some give like an editor you know no power basically and just like tell them exactly what to do or they can have like take total control of it and like right. even change like the meaning of what was filmed based on how they cut it Right. No, and I think that's something that, like, um, you know, I think um, this is, like, weird to say. I think Artur Theory gets kind of a bad rap, (laughs) which is to say I think people read it as, like, this idealization or valorization of, like, this director figure, right, Mm -hmm. who, like, has a total creative control. Um, When really I think it's a a method that is useful for, like, reading, like, a body of work, right? I mean, this is something we did with the Miyazaki season, right, where we talk about a director – and, like, I guess, and writer, because, you know, one movie was a good direct. Um, and, like, his sort of body of work and talking about, like, hey, what, what does this communicate about, like, how are these all these works in conversation using him lightly as a framework? I think that's, like, the best utilage of this, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in some ways this movie does, like, even though um, she's such a f- central figure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep forgetting her name. Agnieszka. Agnieszka. Remember the name. <laughs> Agnieszka. Uh, she... Yeah, she's a central figure, and she's, like, sort of the emotional... Not the heart of the movie, because I think that's, um... I keep... I just keep thinking Spivak. Spivak. Birkut. Birkut. Anyway, Birkut is, like, the emotional heart of it, right? But she's sort of the focus. She's, like, the person who drives the plot, yeah. right? But each of the members of her crew, like, there's sort of this old hat cinematographer with yes. her. This, like, jerk, bet, like, grip boy. <laughs> who's, like, a fucking asshole. Yeah. Right? And you just get this sense of these different people um, who are part of this crew and all sort of have clashing visions. Like, like she's arguing with the cinematographer support. It's like, okay, we're not doing, like these kind of shots anymore doing handheld shots we're shooting it like an american picture right (laughs) and sort of this like sense of like someone younger who's like coming up whereas this guy who i think if i remember i was like involved in filming and shooting the propaganda films that she's Mm. drawing from and like trying to do stuff with Mm -hmm. right um so there's yeah like this this sense of the way the movie is constructed and who each person that is in it like moving towards the meaning or what it creates right Mm -hmm. and i think it still definitely buys in on like the director is like this like 
visionary figure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does so in this, like, immediate sort of complication and, and you know, reworking of that, right? Yeah. I guess I'm I'm leading to, I'm thinking about um the director, so the old man director. Yes, um, who, yeah. Who was filming um, Birkut doing all his work. Yeah, he filmed the, this propaganda film that... Um, that she watches the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and how, yeah, we just, like, see him, like, all on his own, right? We don't see, like, any of the other, like, there's yeah, no other true. crew no. for, like, him. Um, and then, like, when we meet him in the present, um, he's, like, really rich and, like, lives in this yeah. massive house and is, like, coming home from, like, an international um, film, you know, um festival yeah i yeah. can remember <laughs> um, and stuff and just seeing how like that i mean i think what this movie is setting up is like yeah like people have to work together right yeah. to make well, these things and even... um he he's kind of like set off aside as like someone out for his own game yeah well that's sort of the interesting thing is i sort of wonder like if you know if you were making a propaganda movie like that because also you know the footage is soundless right mm-hmm. It's just footage, and then they dub it, right? Someone's mm-hmm. talking over it. And so presumably, yeah, like, if you just have one person with a camera, you know, you could theoretically make that on your own, but it's it's illuminating that we do not see the rest of that process. We don't see the editing. Yeah. We don't see, like, the person doing the voiceover, right? And I think that makes sense, right? I think it makes yeah. it makes sense from both a, like, economical perspective. It's like, <laughs> we only have so much time in this movie, mm-hmm. but also it's, like, reflective of his role in the culture. And there's, there's even a moment where... where um, she follows him to the airport is like, you know, coming back and trying to like sneak into his car and stuff. Yeah. Um, and this guy's interviewing this, you know, famous director and he's like, Oh, well like, we, you know, they brought home this great award. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm really proud of them. And like the work was really theirs. Like it's really their thing. Cause I think he's doing like producing now or like, yeah. sort of, you know, mm-hmm. maybe heads up a, a Polish film studio or something. Um, and the person's like, well, it's really, you're, you're really responsible, though, for, like, the world love, like, getting to know Polish cinema. Yeah. Right? And they're sort of, like, even even when he's a little bit like, no, like, this is their movie. They did this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the culture outside of it is very much like, you know, he's this, he's, but he's still the visionary, though. Yeah. Right? And I think that especially gets lampshaded in the fact that, like, he makes this movie about this person who is, like, integral, like, his labor mm-hmm. in, like, you know developing this bricklaying technique so they could lay like a you know a hundred thousand bricks or whatever in eight <laughs> hours right um is like integral to making his film work right mm-hmm. that guy is dead and died poor and he's living in a big fancy house yeah. right and that's mm-hmm. like you know there, there's instantly this relationship between like who creates value yeah you know and i, I think there's some great stuff in the, in the flashback sequence where it's about filming the movie where he's like oh you gotta like cheer up right you gotta look better yeah and, you just, and the the sequence of the movie is just really grueling it's really long mm-hmm. right it's really like brightly lit and just sort of hot yeah right and it's just like they're doing this intensive work that's very difficult mm-hmm. and this this filmmaker's like also you know it's also a hot day for him and he's doing it you know but it's just mm-hmm. like they're trying to make this up, like, pop in circumstance, something that's fundamentally just, like, difficult and is going to, like, I mean, like, just hurt these men, at least yeah. temporarily, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There is so much in this movie, like, I don't even know what to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, I think um, we can maybe talk a little bit about you wrote down this this quote from I think her mentor, where, where he says uh, film isn't literature; it's about the here and now. I think it's the old director. Oh, that might be right. Who okay. says that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I just I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. In like the context of like I mean he you know made this propaganda film right and it's not supposed to be literature you know in a sense it's supposed to like reflect reality right Um, when we actually see it's like you know this big construction right well and then also it's um you know you're not supposed to be watching that anymore because i think it's one of the things that she talks about that um she talks about with the editor is like oh is this all the footage we can find yeah Mm -hmm. right um you know, and, and the editor's like, yeah, like, you know, there's, like, a bunch, like, there's just not that much stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And some of it's just, like, fragments. There's literally, like, one film that they watched that's just, like, a poster of him being taken down. Right? And yeah. that's, like, it. And so, you know, the sense of, like, oh, there's all this film. There's this history of film, this stuff that exists that is not important to, like, the future we're trying to build or the present we're trying to construct. Mm-hmm. And so it's just going to, like, sit in the warehouse. Right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, not exist at all. Right. It's, uh, with the, sit with the oldest collection. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 33 years old or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, this is the, one of the opening scenes of the movie, they go to this museum to look at this exhibit mm-hmm. they did like back in, you know, Soviet days of like the, all these workers. There's a statue of him there mm-hmm. of, um, I'm keep Bruvak is what I'm thinking now. And that's <laughs> not it. Biakut. Oh boy. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I feel like I should have, like, run down a list in my brain before. I'm, like, bad, you know, I'm bad with names, generally speaking, in movies. And this is also a, a, a language that I'm just completely, mm-hmm. utterly unfamiliar with. This is understandable. Um, so, um, Birkut. Um, you know, but it's, it's like, not that old, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, like, from when Birkut was alive, which is, like, 30 years ago. Right, and it's like, oh, this is stuff that's in the collection that we don't really care about anymore. Right? Yeah, it's just it's like, like locked away. The statue is like on its side on the ground and like a locked, you know. Yeah, and she has to like house. sneak it and like pick the lock. To, that's like... a very good scene. Yeah, <laughs> good um... movie. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I think it's um, you know, th- that sense of like trying to bring history to life, right, mm-hmm. or trying to make things important that have once been. Not important. I mean, I, I think, I don't know if I've talked about this essay on the show, but there's a great Walter Benjamin essay. That's <laughs> um, like on the concept of history, I think it's called. It is, if you search, if you search Walter Benjamin on the concept of history, it's just on there on Marxist.org. <laughs> Shout outs to Marxist.org. <laughs> um, and it's a good, it's just a really good essay. It's a little bit dense, but it is pretty short. Uh, and one of the things he talks about in it is how like history is constructed through the present, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is an interesting contrast to if like film is about here and now, right? Yeah. Where like, He's like, you know, the Nazis used Roman, mm-hmm. like, or like how many, how many empires have used like Alexander the Great or like Roman history to be like, oh, we are doing this again. We are like them. Yes. Right. This is something you see like this is in American history a thing. It's in like Austrian and German history, right, where you get these like architectural callbacks mm-hmm. to Greece or Rome or like in the Renaissance, obviously, like in Italy, right? Where you have these people being like, we are like this. This is like sort of the cultural thing that we are attempting to aspire to, mm-hmm. right? And it's a way in which like the cultural meaning and import of like Greek and Roman art is like being utilized as a means of like securing a historical present, right? Of being like, this is our heritage and our history, right? And especially seeing like, you know, 
Austria and and Germany are like relatively young states mm-hmm. actually, and so you sort of see them like building architecture and trying to construct this history. Yeah, you know this like nationwide history. This is like part of Wagner's whole project too, right? Is that he's like, oh, I'm going to build this German mythology, mm-hmm. right, for the masses, like for you know that that's like our cultural identity, and it is like in a real way constructed, yeah. right, and like um. Anyway, so I think this is a movie that's, like, delving into that, that is, like, what makes, like, how do we construct history, what makes it valuable, mm-hmm. right? And it's, like, very pointed that, like, we, there's not a lot of, like, hard evidence, quote-unquote. Like, all the film footage we see is, like, propaganda yeah. or fragments, right? And then all the interviews are, like, people who have their own spin on things, or, like, there's this mm-hmm. heavy grounding of subjectivity and using their own way of constructing, like, history and yeah. it's appropriate, right? Yeah. No, um, that just makes me think, um, yeah, uh, you're right. It's like, that's what the whole movie is doing. Um, because I thought it was so interesting to see the 50s, like, 50s in Poland from, like, the perspective of the 70s, right? Like, it's not, Mm -hmm. like, a contemporary movie. Um, and so, so to me, it was, like, shocking to see, because I feel like in my brain, it's like, oh, well, like, the 50s was not that long before the 70s, right? And, like, yeah. both of those are in the past, you know? Right, right, right. Um, But seeing just, like, the differences in technology and, yeah. like, and, like, um, you know, just, like, the buildings and the infrastructure and stuff, um, it was, like, striking how different it was. Um, They were from each other, but also seeing that, like, like, you know, in the 70s, like, there wasn't, like, a a secret police, you know, following her, right? Like, trying yeah. to shut down this movie. No. But there was still the institutional pressure that was, like, trying to suppress the exact same story. Right, yeah. I'm trying to think, because I, I guess I don't know enough about Polish history to know, like, you know, because this is obviously this movie's made before the Iron Curtain lifts, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't know, like what relationship does Poland have to, like, cap the capitalist West, quote-unquote, right, <laughs> in, in, in the 70s, yeah. right? Something, yeah. I don't know, maybe you have some context for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's something that is actually kind of tricky about this movie for me, is that, um, and this isn't to say, like, uh, like, I, you know, this is just, like, me state about, like, I do not know enough about the Soviet Union yeah. to make a, like, statement about, like, the moral worth of it, mm-hmm. right? But I do think that like a lot of the bad stuff we hear is like is like very naked propagandizing or like very similar to stuff we do at home in the US, right? Yeah. And so like the way this movie I think you could argue that this movie is about these like independent this man who needs to be freed from like the collective um you know vision of the Soviet Union or like sort of the you know like the iron curtain, right? Mm-hmm. That needs to be I am, you know, I am a man and I am free and you know um, and I don't think that was what the movie's really about. Yeah, at I don't. All. I don't see it that but, way at all. Yeah, but I. But I do think there is an element that it's sort of like actively critiquing this mm-hmm. like you know communist nation, right? And mm-hmm. sort of trying to like within that. And I think actually like the way it ends up playing out feels a lot less like like it feels more like uh, the dispossessed to me, where it's like, hey, this anarchist society has problems, but that doesn't mean that like ideas that undergird it are bad, right? Right. That's more what it feels like to me than, than sort of the other thing. But also, like, I, yeah, like, I am not Polish. I didn't mm-hmm. live in these times. I haven't read anything about it. I don't have, like, the cultural context to necessarily, like, build an argument about what this movie is doing in that way. But Yeah, no, I 
yeah i wish i knew so much more because <laughs> it's yeah. just so interesting to me um I especially i love like learning about like soviet history um and stuff but um i think it also the ending was supposed to be a little different the original ending of this uh, okay. movie i'm gonna lay it on you <laughs> lay it on me yeah i haven't heard this so so um it was supposed to be explicit in telling us like what happened to Birkut. yeah um and how he died um and it was that he died like in these protests um in 1970 um that happened in poland these real protests um where like workers were like fighting back because like the prices just kept going up you right, know right, right, and right, stuff right. and and then like you know the polish military like killed like dozens of people and like wounded a thousand people Oof. and like the thing is it like happens at this dock which is where she meets his son oh right so yeah it's, it's like the, there it's yeah. the same place and so like i feel like just see like people who would be watching that movie then and there it's like oh this has like a different like more pointed meaning mm-hmm, yeah for um sure. to it it's um, i did well that, that's I, really so interesting so i i um i watched this movie in uh international cinema at university uh, a couple years ago called the lost honor of katrina bloom mm-hmm. and it's like very explicitly about like german tabloids <laughs> uh, but at the end of the movie there's only like a text scrawl that's like if you're you know if this has any resemblance to like the story is fictional but if it has any resemblance to things like the sun or like whatever <laughs> right the build has done like that is not coincidence like it is you know these fictional events do resemble real world events, right? <laughs> and, and like this title, you know, so That's you could almost good. imagine a version of this movie that like ends like that, right? Yeah. Where it's like, duh, 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 duh. I mean, it doesn't, right? But yeah. that, I think that is interesting. Yeah, but no, yeah, but it was basically, it was, you know, it was like that was just shut down, you know, because like he was operating in a similar system to that Agnieszka was. Yeah. You know, where he was able to make this movie, but not able to say everything that he meant to. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You were talking, um, it's, it's the thing that I've been thinking about all week, um, but just talking about how, um, you know, how connected, um, Poland was, you know, to the quote-unquote West and, uh, capitalism, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and everything, um, and I was just wondering, is, like, productivity and greed just, like, uh, like a human characteristic <laughs> or has capitalism like poisoned yeah. everyone well so i do think so one of the interesting things that we haven't really done is right this this idea that like oh we have to do this much work in a ship and we're gonna teach workers how to be more productive mm-hmm. right because i think the way we feel about that stuff is like inherently tinged by capitalism mm-hmm. right and by like you know i go to i mean i've got work tomorrow Right? And it's like, oh, I gotta make sure I get, like, these numbers in. Yeah. So that, like, I don't lose my job, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm, like, doing what I'm supposed to be doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? And, um, and, um, and that's basically that is happening in this movie, right? I do think it is important to note, though, this is, like, post-war rebuilding, right? Yes. It's, like, one of the, so, like, people are, like, don't have a place to live, mm-hmm. right? And so part of it is, like, okay, we need to build infrastructure yeah. so we can get life going back to normal again and i think that that speed that need for efficiency is part of it as well as sort of the need to like propagandize it to make mm-hmm. it be like we are making something happen for you the citizen yeah. we are like you know ensuring a future for you right i think um that kind of stuff it makes sense but it is interesting right mm-hmm. like i don't like there, there's a sense in which like you can sort of read into like you know um 
keep going to all these different places to like show off his bricklaying mm-hmm. right as like is like you know an executive going to all these conferences <laughs> and being like here's how i made my business thrive right? <laughs> right and like um and i don't think it is that right but i think i think it's hard for us given the cultural context that we are in yeah. to not see that in it right yeah no uh, i think it's it's clear to me that there's like a difference between Birkut and the system that he's operating in yes um because like he is really explicit about like oh well i want to work fast like because people need homes you know Mm -hmm. i like want to help people right and that's like one of the one of the things is one of the things with the with the hot brick is like oh maybe Mm -hmm. people did this because they're they don't want to have to work harder yes right Mm -hmm. um and Birkut just doesn't understand that, right? Yeah. He's like, I, like, we're trying to build He's a better like, life for people. who wouldn't want to work hard? Like, right. And, and we know. see, like, other ways after he burns his hand, like, he like advocates for people right like he's doing community work and stuff and so it's like clear he's like he wants to do this because it's like vital work to him yeah Mm -hmm. um but i just feel like the way you know like it's framed it's all it's it like i mean that's so much of the cold war is like a competition you know between these two different systems but they're both trying to you know build the same objects right? right and like you know provide stuff it's like different you know like the ultimate goals um you know or like what happiness and like success looks like um but i think productivity it's just i mean yeah it's like so break baked into my brain and it's like a thing i'm trying to fight so it's like do we really need to be productive (laughs) like (laughs) regardless of the system (laughs) yeah no I, i think that's sort of an active question and i think um like I don't know, this, this I don't feel like something the movie is really engaging with, right? But this is something I think about a lot. Like I mean, I like I you know do I have a day job, right? I work, and I'm really grateful that I have a day job. Like in this time, like that we sort of have a stable source of income, right? Um, and that also like lets me stay at home, right? It's mm-hmm. not I'm not trying to be like this is an incredible privilege that I have, and I want to try and use it like for good and help people out, right? But also, I am like. I don't really care about my job at all, right? I don't want to work out. I don't care about it. I, like, feel pretty ambivalent about it fundamentally. The idea, part of the idea that, like, is really appealing to me, (laughs) right, about sort of a post-capitalist world, especially, like, a a socialist or communist world, is, like, oh, we're a part of a community, and, like, the work I do is, like, providing things for that community, right? Mm -hmm. The idea is, like, okay, like, you know, maybe I don't have, like, a full-time job because, like, everyone's sort of provided for, right? But, like, three times a week... I go and build some homes mm-hmm. or three times a week. I like, you know, do this or that. Right. I'm like helping build something for folks. Yeah. You know, and that idea is like fundamentally really appealing to me. Right. And this movie doesn't really get into that. Mm-hmm. Although I do think, um, there's a sense in which the system is failing these workers. Right. Yeah. No, and for like sure. not giving them the dignity in their life that they, that they deserve given like what they, you know, tangibly do for people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like, sorry, I'm thinking about the scene. I forgot about this when he crosses himself when they're about oh, to do yeah. the, the break. And I think the filmmaker's like, don't do that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's such an interesting... I mean, again, like, I think, again, I think there's whispers in this movie that's sort of, like, about this, like, independent man, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a moment where he's sort of expressing this, like, faith, this Christianity that's not, like, accepted for. And I'd like to be clear, like, for me, I do not think that is an inherent feature Mm-hmm. of of communism or socialism mm-hmm. i like i don't know how to feel like again like i'm not qualified to talk about religion in the soviet <laughs> <laughs> right like i'm just not so i'm not going to try to but um 
but I, I think this is an interesting moment right where it shows he's sort of different and has different needs than the rest of this culture or at least the the like structures of power that he's found himself in right mm-hmm. but at the same time like it's not like he's like he really believes in the system right and keeps right. being and mm-hmm. especially at first like until he like throws the brick through the window out of like this fit of exhaustion and rage mm-hmm. right he is trying to like get the system to work and believes like he's like hey if people just know that my friend was like unlawfully imprisoned then they'll do something about it right Mm -hmm. there's this belief in it and the movie is like sort of it failing him right yeah and not and again i don't think it is so much that like this structure was inherently wrong but it's like yeah these actors are making a situation or like the you know these this sort of power triangle this geometric shape of power (laughs) (laughs) between all the different groups is making it hard for him right exactly like um yeah i really don't think it's arguing like against socialism Um, it's just you know the ways that like people just like build these systems in order to like protect power yeah (laughs) it's like at the cost at the cost of like the people who who like built up right well i think that's something that's interesting as well as the way the movie foregrounds people's economic differences right that the film producer is wealthy and well off Mm -hmm. you know that that like there is a real and actually in fact everyone you visit right pretty much like the old spy is like going to strip clubs and like living it up right Mm -hmm. and just like able to sort of exist in a way because he was compliant right that like you know he's not even though he did this heroic thing for his nation right yeah well i mean same thing with vtech you know who was like um you know who was imprisoned and like rehabilitated right um and stuff and now he's like uh you know he's in charge of like a factory or whatever right he's like and he gets to be he's like look at all this like beautiful thing we're building and like uh it's isn't it so amazing and like you know it was like people's real belief and like commitment that like led to that factory like being Mm -hmm. able to work and function um so and yet they and they were still not protected um i think it's also an interesting thing for him too because i think also this is something that like that the movie like very quietly comments on is like the way prison works in this Mm -hmm. is different Mm -hmm. because i feel like you know like (laughs) always like if um Oh my god, I'm forgetting his name again. The main character. Uh, Birkut. Bir- no, Birkut. Birkut, there you go. I mean, yeah. I'm starting to lose it. <laughs> yeah, Birkut. Um, he... Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I just feel like if Birkut did what he did in the United States of America and was, like, as public and vocal and, like, identifiable as it was, he'd be dead. Like, this is something that happens all the time in the United States. Mm-hmm. These, like, activists get killed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, put under mysterious circumstances or whatever right and in this like he goes to prison for a few years and comes back and he's like a folk hero right and of course there's still this moment where he like realizes this is another way that i'm going to be used right if i like come into this situation where i'm just going to be leveraged to like build this factory or whatever mm-hmm. like i'm going to be used again that's not when i will i just want to be a good worker right yeah and so he walks away from that right but i think there is this sense in which like the way punishment works the way the carceral system works is like fundamentally different than mm-hmm. here right yeah or like and maybe you know and it's just like it's just the the way it sort of skips over him being in jail is really interesting to me right yeah i feel like in an american version of this movie that would be like 30 minutes of the movie <laughs> is like him being in jail like suffering in jail right mm-hmm. whereas this is just like that's something that happens right yeah so um, it's like it happens to people and it doesn't permanently ruin your life no yeah well that's sort of the thing it's like this guy's able to be this factory leader right Mm -hmm. even though he was like charged of being like 
basically of treason, right? Mm-hmm. Of being like part of this conspiracy to like stop industry in Poland, yeah. right? And like, I mean, not even just industry, but like building homes for people, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is not a like an accusation that's without gravity, yeah. right? Um, and you think about like the way spies were generally treated in the United States, right? And stuff like that. Like, it's just like, um, there is a real contrast there, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> like, that I don't know if the movie's intentionally doing, but it feels really, um, it feels like it's very impactful to me. Do we want, I feel, I want to talk about like bodies and with it, gender? Yes. Um, I think and there's like an amazing beat. Um, it's so good where they're like watching a different propaganda film. Um, and it's like talking about it's talking about the art exhibit. Um, where you know where they made the statue of Birkut. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff and how like you know beautiful and noble and like you know true to form like this amazing statue is, um, and stuff. And then they talk about the degenerate capitalists. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> and their art and how like their art abstracts like the body. Right. out of existence right um well and that's and that's sort of the part of the thing is it's like like they're they have no respect for the worker mm-hmm. right and i think actually come to think of it i didn't think about this at the time but mm-hmm. now i'm like oh it's like it's like a lamp shading mm-hmm. the way this film itself is abstracting him oh, right yeah. like no. that's you know it's like an yeah. amazing moment <laughs> um and stuff and i just i i thought it was really interesting because i like both of those de- ideas i love like honoring and like respecting and dealing with like the physical bodies that we have and like their abilities and their limitations and like how we need to like maintain like do real work to maintain each other's bodies yeah um but then also like allowing ourselves you know to like be free from this mortal coil you know and right like, um mm-hmm. and like experience life as like something beyond like the material in, yeah. in the m- moment so i don't know if i have any thoughts about that yeah no i think that's really i want to think i mean i just think about the matrix now because that's where <laughs> my brain goes with this kind of stuff or alita is also an example of this right where mm-hmm. it's like someone who is like kind of transcoded mm-hmm. right who gets to have this like gloriously like empowered body who mm-hmm. can like force its will into the world right like neo gets to be like you know like, see through the code of the Matrix, right? And, like, break everything down. Like, be who he wants to be, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, this very obvious uh, power fantasy, right? And it's and it's great. Like, it's cool. And I really like the way the next two movies sort of actively complicate and, like, introduce, like, problems to that mm-hmm. um, that power fantasy in a way that doesn't compromise it. I think it's, uh, it's good. Those movies are great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think um, that... Uh, um, but I think, yeah, like, I think there's sort of that that again like that was a moment in the movie is like is this what is the movie trying to like evangelize like because there's an element of like we can't make experimental art here right we have to sort of fit into like socialist realism or Mm -hmm. fit into these sort of pre-prescribed forms right Mm -hmm. we can't really be free the way the western artists can be free right and i don't i don't i think again with that lampshading right Mm -hmm. where it's like no but this soviet art is still abstracting him right it's still making him into a symbol Mm -hmm. it's just like a different kind of symbol right Right. than like picasso is doing or whatever Mm -hmm. right um, yeah, I mean, the statue would never show, like, his, how his hands were bleeding at the end of the shift. Right, right. yeah. Right, or sort of that exhaustion, right? It's mm-hmm. like this heroic, 
greatness that like obscures you know what's what's actually happening to him right mm -hmm. and i think um and i think also there's there's something to be said about the way in which like i feel like um this is maybe galaxy braining a little <laughs> bit but i feel like there is a sense in which capitalism creates art that is more fractured mm -hmm. um because people are trying to respond to it people are trying to respond yeah. to like the way their own identity becomes alienated or the way their sort of liberty gets tied up in all these systems of economic power mm -hmm. right and often that results in a sense of fracture right i mm -hmm. mean like an example of this is um is natalie lawhead's game uh everything is going to be okay <laughs> um <laughs> which is a like desktop interface that has like mini games and like poetry and stuff in it and it's basically just like this like this like collection of just stuff that feels like riotous and terrible and like broken mm -hmm. right and this sort of intentional like wallowing and like placement there of this like intense like discomfort and pain right um, I just feel like that's, especially the way it, like, leans into these kind of computer interfaces, I don't feel like it's something you can make in something that's not capitalism, right? <laughs> and I mean, obviously, be productive because, like, Natalie's been through a lot of stuff that work explicitly comments on, mm -hmm. um, you know, sexual assault and stuff, right? It's, um, so there's obviously a lot of things that are going into it, right? But I do think, like, there's a way in which the art that we make reflects the systems we are in and this is something we've talked about a lot like with the wind rises right with this is a movie that's fundamentally critical about how capitalism functions mm -hmm. about how dehumanizing it is and then it's like well that's real bad <laughs> you know <laughs> and sort of sometimes it'd be like, like that. that yeah <laughs> you know and again that's not i'm not being critical of that movie i think it's great right but it is um you know it is difficult that second step is difficult right for us to imagine so we i think we make stuff that's fractured and like that is reflective of the, ma the material condition in which we're creating it mm -hmm. right um and so i think it's just something yeah like the way the parallel between those two things is i think really interesting mm -hmm. um i'm kind of going off about other stuff yeah. so i don't know if i have any other comments about the, the way that plays in the movie itself that's all um, right i just i love that scene yeah. so much um, I mean, I think body is also really interesting because I feel like there's a lot of, like, women who are sort of, I mean, with the exception of, um, the director, mm -hmm. there's a lot of women who are sort of in the background or, like, pushed yes. to the margins. There's, mm -hmm. like, um, the film producer guy at the beginning of the movie has a maid, right, who's mm -hmm. around and he, like, has also a babysitter. I think he has a maid and a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they're two different people. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're the same person. I don't, yeah. you know. Um, and so there's this sense of like labor sort of undergirding these systems, right? These people who are sort of invisible that sort of exist at the margins, right? Mm -hmm. They can just kind of show up. Yeah. You know, like when they, when they go to, um, Bearcoat's ex-wife's house, mm -hmm. she has like the table set up for them. Yeah. Right. And that's like a moment where you're this, this, her labor is like invisible. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It doesn't feel like super pointed to me. It's not what the movie's about, but it is something that is, there is something that is happening, right? Visually with yeah, no, for sure. You want to talk about dad? I always have a note here. It's a perfect dad. We talk her, about her dad is so perfect. Yeah, it's really, um, it kind of reminds me of, I don't remember her name, but the baker lady from Kiki. It's like a very oh, similar. Oh, Osano. Osano, yeah. Very similar energy where it's like. That's true. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that scene, that scene's really good. It does so much work in humanizing um, her and making that, like, feel and like also mm -hmm. it being this like this film is not just like a symbol of like the power of the filmmaker but it's something that's impersonal to her and like personal right. to the people making this movie right mm -hmm. that it's like i want to see this through yeah right yeah it's like people's i don't know like it just made me think of um like all the times where like i've been um like really caught up and like you know working or like do um being a part of like social problems and stuff and like or just going to my classes even yeah, and just uh -huh. like learning about everything and then like coming home 
and like having you know my like parents are interested <laughs> but they're also like oh well let's let's eat and like you know and let's like watch yeah. some tv and like you know right. and just like chill out so that you can like go do that again the next day yeah um and just seeing how like people I don't, I don't want to say like people have lives outside of these problems right because right. these problems <laughs> affect everything mm-hmm, but it's sure. like people's real lives aren't I'm, you know, a fem- I'm I'm a woman in yeah. film and I'm gonna, you know, and my whole existence is about, you know, st- speaking up to the men who want to shut me down. Yes, It's yeah. like, you know, she's like, she goes home and like pets her dog and like hangs out with her dad and like they talk about, you know, visiting the cemetery, <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, it's well, like, like her is, brother who's in the army now. And yeah, stuff, it's right? like their life is not, like life is constrained by these big issues but it's not like fully determined yeah well i think that's something that's also missing from i think especially like you like a movie like this where it's about this like big tragedy Mm -hmm. right that you could like lose bear quits like joy Mm -hmm. and like you don't really lose that right i feel like there's a real sense of him and like especially i mean you know it gets real like towards the end it's just his life is rough right like he comes home and he's part of this, become part of this movement that he didn't, doesn't really, like, want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. He tries to visit his wife and, you know, and, like, she's not interested in him anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's fundamentally tragic, right? But I think there is this sense of, like, what could be, right? And this person who, like, is, like, fundamentally wants to be, like, joyful and live, like, a good, productive, mm-hmm. or, like, I don't want to use the word productive, but, like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, a good life that's yeah. you know full of helping other people right especially that that scene where he's like handing out flyers right yeah. he's like he's so exuberant in that moment right mm-hmm. and i feel like it's something that's that and I, I understand why you do this right if you're making a movie about it's fundamentally about someone's suffering or about like someone's marginalization that you make it about the ways in which their life is terrible and like mm-hmm. they you know but i think um i think you miss something if you don't also bring in joy right and sort of you that human element right mm-hmm. this is something that fire walk with me gets really <laughs> big time <laughs> and that's why a movie's so good in part um it's what Senua sacrifice does not get and that's why that video game is terrible <laughs> you know amen 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 um i think i think there's only one more thing to talk about if you want um just comparing um the last movie we watched was salt of the earth yes and we're like damn give me some more of that leftist propaganda <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then we watched this movie uh, <laughs> right which is not that yeah um but i i think it's really interesting because the way so you have all those union meetings in salt of the earth right mm-hmm. and it's like and there's a scene where he goes where Bearcoot goes to basically a union meeting like yeah. a big party meeting or something mm-hmm. and he's like we have to talk about um vitka um vtech vtech um we just talk about vtech and like takes the mic and stuff yeah you know and there's this real sense of like him being shut out yeah right but in salt of the earth when people bring up concerns there's this like real sense of like acknowledgement and addressing and like moving through this like community right where like each person has and like even the way it is shot like there's a scene where he's walking down the aisle all these people are like singing a like union anthem Mm -hmm. right as he's walking towards the camera and it's really alienating right um and i think it's very interesting to see like you know the a movie where we saw that system like working for people right Mm -hmm. and a movie where we see it working against people and like how does the difference in how that's framed i think is really interesting to me Mm -hmm. again like the thing is also i just i just don't want to 
lean into like if a movie portrays something in a negative way it is like fundamentally representative <laughs> of what that thing is or what uh-huh. the filmmakers think that thing is right they go i think you run into obvious problems very quickly um but yeah i think it's interesting and illuminating contrast between those two movies um, mm-hmm. i think that's it <laughs> yes i think we're i think we're good this was this was a great uh really rich discussion i think this movie's mm-hmm. a little good yeah i would definitely recommend it um it is long it is long it is split into two um, parts um yeah. so you can like the first part's like an hour and a half mm-hmm. second part's about an hour yeah um, so, you know so take, a, you... take a stretch <laughs> yeah <laughs> take a break and um, come back oh do we have any questions um not the last time i checked oh, okay uh, well i will tell i will tell cole to send us uh we can do a special do a... bonus for or we can the do next man of iron yeah, yeah it's like double we can do questions. double questions um yeah, well, uh, so, yeah, yeah, if you want, I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so we, this oh. is everything. Um, we are going to watch the sequel to this movie, Man of Iron. Yes. Um, but like Grace said, it's a couple movies down. Next, we will be watching Norma Ray, um, starring Sally Field. Sally Field. Won an Oscar. That's basically all i know about this movie um but well, I'm very... she's, a, she's a union worker yes yes and striking and stuff striking and stuff so i'm like i'm i guess i'm mostly interested to see how um how watching that movie um you know like the very hollywood version like compares to this like kind of subversive polish film and, and salt of the earth and yeah. salt of the earth the only movie banned by the u.s, US government <laughs> No, I'm excited. I think that'll be rich. That'll be rich material. Yeah. So you can find you can find the show at I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, at Seasons Movie Pod on Twitter. Uh huh. Um, and then AdmiralWappin.com slash Seasons Movie Pod. Mm-hmm. And then it's SeasonsPod at gmail.com to send us questions. Send us questions. Right. About if I'm remembering right. Sally Field, The Flying Nun send us questions about <laughs> <laughs> you know if anytime you want to send us none questions we will take them <laughs> i mean this is kind of general like if you just want to ask us movie questions just ask some movie questions mm-hmm. but like none questions we will get we'll we take you. them yeah. um send us questions or point point us to resources about soviet poland <laughs> yeah so down to Reno. <laughs> um anything yeah you can contact us there grace where can people find you uh, you can find me at grace underscore machine on true.com and at grace in the machine.com for things that i write mm-hmm. and also uh, abroad at sidequest mostly these days yeah. <laughs> you can find me on twitter at u of whales the letter u and the aquatic mammal whales mm-hmm. you of whales um i just wanted to shout out i don't think we've officially shouted out um our artwork um we have new artwork oh, yes. for the show um it was done by cecil smith um because it's awesome and we want to you know we want to highlight that labor yes yes <laughs> that indeed. Was yes That's what we're talking all about. right well yeah, and in the I, I don't have it on hand, but in the description we'll have a link to um, Cecil's Tessels. Cecil. Cecil. Okay. Cecil's uh, Instagram, and so you can go check out his work mm-hmm. there. Um, I think that is it. Yeah. Shout out to everyone laughing as always. Thanks so much. Um, we'll see you later. Mm-hmm.